Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, this is LA. Welcome back. So, today we're going to talk about a specific church word. And, unfortunately, this word is associated with a lot of horrible things, and it really shouldn't be. The word is doctrine. Doctrine. It sounds, sounds horrible. It sounds like something that happens to someone who's being punished. What are you going to do to him? I'm going to indoctrinate him. Oh, no. That does. It sounds horrible, doesn't it? It really is not, it, it, from this perspective. Doctrine is just a word for teaching. Now, oddly enough, the word indoctrinate, which means to put teaching into something, someone, does have kind of a negative uh, dictionary meaning. In fact, uh, it says in the uh, online dictionary, dictionary dictionary.com, if you wanted to look that up, it has uh, the number one definition is to instruct in a doctrine, principle, or ideology, especially to imbue with a specific partisan or biased belief or point of view. Okay, so let's be clear. That sounds like cult stuff. That basically sounds like somebody's having their head messed up. You know, somebody's somebody's being having stuff one side of you. That's why I say and that's why I use a difference between someone who's being indoctrinated versus someone who's being educated. Now, doctrine, just a word, is teaching. That's all it is. Now, Proverbs 23, verse 7 says, As a man, and in this situation, generally, man or woman... As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. In fact, as a woman thinketh in her heart, so is she. But, the verse is, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, that's a principle. It's a proverb. So it's a principle. And it has to do with what goes on inside your mind. What kind of things are you thinking about? Now, every person, every person, and this is going to sound strange, but bear with me a second. Everyone on the planet and beyond believes in something. Believes in something. Even if, if you're agnostic, atheist, Christian, not, 
whatever. You believe in something. Not now, obviously, agnostic atheist would don't doesn't believe in a faith, okay? But they believe in something else. Everyone puts their trust in something. Science, society, government, social structure, friends, relatives, family. Everyone believes in something. And that something that you have is a belief system. And you've worked it out. Now, the belief system you have has to do with where you came from, what your parents taught you, uh, what your or what other organizations taught you. I mean, your parents take you to church when you were young or to another organization, and maybe you were taught or heard things there and incorporated that into, into your belief system. Now, here's a really fancy word that I'm fixing to throw at you, so don't lose me. It's... The word is cosmology. Now, cosmology is simply how you feel or think or believe that the universe works. And cosmology is not just for faith, but more often than not you hear it used in discussions about religion and faith and church and things of that nature because cosmology really you know has to do with how you think your cosmology is how you believe the universe works for example a uh, a someone who is an atheist may feel like uh, maybe an annihilationist and that means when they die boom gone nothing else Everything's gone, and later, billions of years from now, the sun goes supernova and destroys the whole universe, you know, the whole solar system, and we don't worry about it anymore. Or you can worry about, you know, the uh, Milky Way galaxy and the Andromeda galaxy running into each other and destroying and making a new galaxy, and then everything that here is just gone. Okay, so that's one way of looking at it. Obviously, a uh, biblical cosmology is there's God and God reached out and he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and he reached out through Jesus to all of us to the planet and when we die if we have a relationship with that God through Jesus we go to him and because we belong to him you know it, it it's that's pretty simplistic, but but I'm just saying, it's how you work things out, and everyone's cosmology is a little different, and it has to do with what you were taught, what doctrine you have. Now, your belief system is based on how you feel about a key idea or God. Everyone's got a belief system. Everyone. Whether they believe in God or not, you got a belief system. 
And then your belief system kind of works into how you view things. And sometimes you'll hear that referred to as your worldview. Now, we've just skipped through a whole lot of really complicated you know, languages, but here's the thing. What goes on? Have you ever asked yourself why you believe what you believe? Because I think that's important. And here's the thing that, that really gets me. And that is that some people feel like God can't handle that. You know, why I can't question God. He'll, you know, get all mad at me or something. Nah, far from it. There's several people question God. Several people even had back and forth discussions on God. Hey, God, please don't do that. Moses did. God at one point said, hey, Moses, I'm fixing to wipe these people out. You know. And we'll just start over with you. And uh, Moses says, oh, no, 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 please don't do that. And Abraham, he had discussions with God. Job. So, the question is, how do you feel about what you know. So ask yourself about the doctrine you you have. What have you been taught? Where did it come from? Where did they get it? A lot of people don't even ask these questions. And oddly enough, I think it's important. Why is it important? Because it really helps you to ground yourself as to who you are, who you feel you are. Now, I'm not trying to get all introspective. You know, I don't want you to, to wrap yourself in your own little solar system. Um, I'm, I'm saying this, that sometimes you have to find out where you are, where you, what are you standing on? Where are you standing? Before you can figure out how you can reach out to other people because I keep talking about you know prayer, Bible study, and outreach but you have to be at a certain place to be able to reach out so that being the case it's super important to know where you stand where do you stand And why do you believe what you believe? A lot of times, if we ask those questions, it helps to clarify things. Because here, and here's the reason. Here's the reason I, I, I say that. If you believe what you believe because an organization is responsible for programming your brain. And I, even if it's a good organization, okay? And by that I mean an organization that actually reaches out, tries to help people. And it's all enclosed on its, on its own. In its own little world, okay? It actually interacts with the world. You still need to know why. And if you're in an organization that you can't ask those questions, 
then you need to be asking yourself why you're in that organization. And our parents and family are wonderful people, especially if they're nurturing for us, okay, and you have positive situation going on there. But you still need to ask yourself, what was I taught by my parents? Or whoever raised me, what was I taught by them? And where did I get that? I mean, where did they get that? I mean, you know, is does that have grounding in, in biblical reality? I mean, is, is that really... Is that something that's biblical? Is that something that, that, that jibes with that? You know. And that's important, too. My parents taught me some fantastic stuff. Some fantastic stuff. And I was very fortunate to actually have two parents that were my natural parents. I mean, that's very rare. Now, and I was very blessed. But my mother believed that certain races were, 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 she honestly believed that certain races were inferior because their heads were shaped different. And that is actually a teaching that came out in like, I don't know, 1920s or something. Grammatophology or something, where they're studying the skull. And I always used to just think that was really strange, you know? And then, I, obviously, I, I learned to, no, that's not right, <laughs> you know? But there was some other fantastic stuff that she taught me. So it, so you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. You know, you don't want to reject every, everything somebody says just because one thing they've got is kind of, eh. Or several, yeah, maybe more than one, but still, got to use that that really special word, that biblical word, discernment. We don't want to do that nowadays. It's easier. It's so much easier not to use discernment. Oh, that person's a wacko. Boom, they're gone. You know, Martin Luther uh, had some pretty wild ideas about Jewish people at the end of his life. Does that mean I need to just dismiss everything Martin Luther had to say? No. No, 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 no. But I'm not going to listen to what he had to say about the end of his life having to do with Jews and Jewish people because I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right or biblical. But here's the thing, you know, and then he said, well, geez, you know, who are you to question Martin Luther? Well, hey, guess what? I'm a believer like anyone else. So, sources sources listen you know, check things out run them to ground find out where they come from whether it's from you hear it from me or any other bible teacher out there you need to do that now i'm not saying you have to question everything but if you feel the need you should feel free to do so. Because the minute you can't ask a question, that's when slavery starts. Now, in 
God's economy. There is a time for everything. Timing is super important. The book of Ecclesiastes tells us that. The time for everything under the sun has a whole list of stuff and has to do with timing. So in God's timing, there may be times to ask certain questions and times to not ask questions. But you should always feel able and free to ask questions. Sometimes you have to do action instead of questions. Why is that? Well, let's say this. If you're in a battle, which we are, and you're under attack, which we are, When things are blowing up around you, and that may not be a perfect time to always ask a lot of questions. Sometimes you have to go ahead and say, Okay, God, you said that. I'm going to trust that you're right. And then I'm going to do what you say. And then after this is over, you and I are going to have a, a conversation, and I'm going to ask you some questions. And that's when you get into the Word. That's when you get with your pastor. That's when you get with your, you know, with your friends that study the Word with you. But always, always remember that doctrine doesn't have to be a dirty word. Indoctrination, maybe I don't know. But here's the thing. Education over indoctrination. And find out why you believe what you believe. Not so you can just throw everything out. That's not what I'm getting at. So you can solidify it. Make it concrete. Make it flexible to a certain extent. I say concrete, but it's more like bamboo. Bamboo don't snap in half when it gets under heavy heavy uh, winds and rain. Bends a little. So, with that in mind, I want to encourage you and know that you need to always keep on keep thank you on. for listening to this edition of speak it on if you would like to support this ministry then please go to patreon under l a blackburn may god bless every effort you make to do his will in his word <laughs>